for all, for all things ATL. ATL for everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you like this podcast, download the podcast, follow Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. That is the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you will find Peachtree Football. And you'll find this episode, and it's going to be a doozy, Bo, because, oh, my goodness, oh, my gosh, woo-wee, we had a crazy, crazy game that we have to break down. We aren't going to waste any time. We're going to get right into it because if Atlanta Falcons fans want to spend their Halloween the right way, if they want to watch a scary movie on Halloween, just go back and watch this game. You don't have to watch anything else. Just go back and watch this game because this movie had everything you would want in a thriller, a horror movie, but it still had a happy ending because, I mean, there were ups, there were downs, there were scares. There were highs, there were lows, but the Falcons came out on top at the end of the day, 37 to 34. They defeat the Carolina Panthers, get their first division win of the season. And most importantly, Bo Morgan, they are in sole possession of first place in the NFC South at four and four. It was a doozy. Man, Bo, I I wish you just could have seen us in back in the Kia studios while, while you guys were doing a great job. You know, broadcasting down there at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, we were going through it in the Kia Studios, Bo. You know, uh, me, Steven, Dom was there. Obviously, Chris Goforth, Hopper Bell. I mean, it was it was a time in the Kia Studios because, I mean, that game was just crazy. We were going through it. I'm sure you guys were going through it, too, in the booth because that was a roller coaster of a game. Well, yeah, as Wes Durham so politely told everyone uh, listening <laughs> to the game, I uh, I packed up multiple times thinking that we were leaving. <laughs> to go do our interviews and it never had you know we just kept going right. uh you know I, yeah. I i i packed up with about 30 seconds to go in the game yep <laughs> that was a bad move so then i unpacked again to get ready to go you know for overtime and then right um uh the interception where you know I've, i'm so sick of the 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 guy on twitter uh you know with the, these people that that mm-hmm. think because they've watched all 22, they know what they're looking at. And yeah, uh, it was a bad read by Mariota on the throw to Bird. Well, no, I mean, not really. He had one on one coverage with a guy yeah. who running a post. And, you know, that's the thing where I'd like to see Demir Bird kind of. Yeah, fight for that more. Not get ran over. Right. I mean, he, he, uh, CJ Henderson ran through him mm-hmm. to get the ball. And, um, and so, uh, you know, when that was it, I was like, well, I got to because I have to leave as soon as the game is over. Right. I have to get down there quickly, get set up. Um, you know, Arthur Smith is normally pretty quick to come do his interview. Yeah. And so with us on Falcons radio and, and so, you know, we were, I put myself up again and then <laughs> here we go. You know, they missed the field goal. So now we got to go back through it, but <laughs> just a wild game. I mean, I tweeted, uh, uh, after the game, I was sitting there, and, and um, I think Arthur had already came. We were waiting uh-huh. somewhere else. I was like, well, that was a perfect Halloween game. Yep, I, I mean, saw that tweet. Yep. That game was 
it's on holiday. And yeah. I have to apologize to every, all the Falcons fans who thought they were going to um, have a, you know, didn't think they were going to have an overtime game. I, I jinxed it early on um, <laughs> before the game even started with uh-huh. these two teams. I said, you know, with the way these teams are set up, uh-huh. um, the, what they want to do is run the ball. I can see this game being super quick. You know, this might be a two-hour game. <laughs> it was anything but. <laughs> that that was the that was the the the, the nail yep. in the coffin there. Yep. So that being so said, you're the reason for this, Squid Billy. You're you're the reason. We blame we blame you. We blame you for the long game, but we also uh, uh you know appreciate you for the. Well, look. That being said, we uh we have a three game winning streak at home. Mm-hmm. We've won four of our last six games. After starting zero and two, we're now back to four and four, which means the last six games we've gone four and two. So. Right. Um, you know, we have some stuff to talk about to be happy about. I know that people aren't upset with the way the game played out. Um, but in the end of the day, you know, we got to win. That's all that matters. And we're in first place. That and that's all that matters. Yep. Exactly right. That's literally at the end of the day. Is there a W or L by, you know, the win loss column? There's a W today. That's good. Are we in first place? Or are we not in first place? We're in first place. That's good. And guess what? There's no, there's no such there's no percentage points. There's no, you know, tiebreaker. No, we're a full game in first place by ourselves. That is a good thing. And we did that by getting a win today. And guess what? We fought, we scratched, we clawed throughout that entire game because that game was not easy. We went up against a pretty good football team in the Carolina Panthers, and we got us a win at home, defended home field. That is that those are all good things. So go ahead. Give them a lot of credit. Give give Carolina a lot of credit. Give Steve yeah. Wilkes a ton of credit. Steve Wilkes yes. is the interim head coach. Took over for Matt Roll. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a uh, he's a guy that I felt. Look, the mistake that Moore made, and we'll get to it, that cost him the game essentially. Yes, um, is is a big one. But mm-hmm. Steve Wilkes has got this team kind of believing, playing yeah. well together. So. As much as, you know, he's a guy that he got a really raw deal in uh, Arizona a few years ago um, where he got a one and done and, you know, yeah. they, they they drafted Rose and just a bad thing altogether. And uh, look at all he's done is put this Carolina team and give them hope. And they're what, two and uh, two and six now. Yep. So it doesn't look great for them moving forward, but he gave them hope. He's got them competing. They've played great the last two weeks. Um, and. You kind of hope that they turn around and lose next week to Cincinnati, I think they play. Um, yeah. I think it's they play Cincinnati. I know either them or the Saints. No, no, it's them because the Saints don't play. And um, the Saints play Baltimore, I think. So, Gotcha. And uh, and Tampa Bay's got a tough game. They play um, – oh, who do they play? I want to say they play like a they – play, they play a tough one themselves. So, You're it's – um, it, you know, this is and, – and by the way, we have a tough matchup, but – you yep. kind of hope by the time we go to Carolina on that Thursday night game, maybe they've lost again and, and the team is back to kind of um reeling and, and they're kind of more aware they took over and that 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 that, that kind of that surge mm-hmm. that they've gotten is gone, if that makes any sense. No, most definitely. You know, we 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 kind of helped take take the wind out of their sails a little bit because like you said, they were feeling themselves as they should have been after a big win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, they were they were coming in against us with with some confidence. 
So it was good that we defended home field, didn't let them get any extra momentum that they could take into Cincinnati because they are playing the Bengals. That's going to be a tough matchup for them. And, you know, it, it's a good thing that we didn't allow them to continue that momentum against us and, you know, allow that maybe to carry them on throughout the rest of their season or at least for the next couple of games. So, you know, it, it was just through and through a huge win by us. And uh, by the way, next week, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have another team that has been, you know, not so great. And it's a team that, you know, are actually defending Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers, two struggling teams right now in the Buccaneers and the Rams. They'll match up uh, next Sunday. That's 425 on CBS. So there you go. That's the Rams matchup for, I mean, not the Rams. Well, it is the Rams, but the Buccaneers matchup. And, and by the way, that's week. a team that mm-hmm. plays well. That they, 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 know, they play well against Tampa because they can really get interior pressure to L.A. Can. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. That's not – we could we could honestly see the NFC South go zero and four next week on all four teams that come out. They all could go zero and four, and we could be sitting here looking at a two week, a minimum of two week reign in first place at four and five uh, when we talk next week. So I hope not, but right. we could. It, it is it is something that we could. It is a possibility. That is definitely a possibility. We'll see if that happens. But for right now, I want to talk about. One of the biggest plays in this game, and really is the play that kickstarted all the madness that was uh, that that took place in this game, and that was the 62-yard touchdown pass from P.J. Walker to D.J. Moore. Bo, I have to hear what your take on this is. How does that touchdown happen? How is a corner not on D.J. Moore? How is it Rashawn Evans? And it was, I think it was Rashawn Evans and Dean Marlowe that were in coverage on that play. How, how does that how does that end up happening? Because you, you know you're in a they weren't quite in a prevent because prevent is like for a Hail Mary situation. So Arthur Smith said in, uh, in the post game interview with Dave Archer, he he didn't say they were in a Hail Mary situation. So I have to believe they weren't necessarily in a prevent defense. But still, how do you let that happen? Well, Arch said it on the broadcast we were talking about. He's he said I don't like the three man rush because I think it. Yes, yeah. PJ Walker. He, you, he, he, he's gonna. He wants to get out of the pocket in that situation right. and buy time, right. so he can. He get you know the the guys can get open because you're essentially dropping eight if you rush three. They were in cover two, and in that situation, Rashawn Evans is going with the guy. His guy is the guy coming down the scene, which was DJ Moore. So in that coverage, in that cover two, Evans is supposed to be. It with when DJ runs through there, mm-hmm. DJ Moore Evans is supposed to be in front of him, and then Dean Marlowe in that situation is supposed to be in the back. So it almost creates a bracket coverage, right? Right. So it makes it a tougher throw. What people don't realize is that makes it a hard throw because right. Walker has to fit it in. So you can't. You have to go over Evans. And in that situation, you have to put more. You have to put the ball up, and Marlowe's can come up and take and and from the back and either knock it down or intercept it. Right. Marlowe didn't get there. Nope. He got there late because if you look, Evans grabs the arm of Moore. He he scraped. He didn't thought he didn't know he called it. He thought you know, uh, but that's I, I don't want to call someone out, but it's kind of a Dean Marlowe. That's what happened. They're in cover too. Yep. He got he. 
he got in between them, which is okay, but Marlowe's supposed to be there. You're yeah. supposed to have safety help. The whole thing that Rashawn Evans is doing is making it where it's a tougher throw, where you get to go over him and taking the underneath part of that right away. So, honestly, Dean Marlowe's got to be there to knock the ball down, pick it off, whatever. But he just wasn't there. So, that's my take. Uh, you weren't in – I mean, you can – you know, it's not really prevent. It is no. a prevent style right. where you're only rushing three guys to flood and make it harder. But he just – you just had a part where a guy that, and, and, and in Dean's defense, he just hasn't played a lot this year. Jalen no. Hawkins has played a majority of the snaps. He goes out, <clears throat> excuse me, late last week, and that's kind of what you're left with. So, you know, you can sit here and blame, but if you, you know, want, you know, Dean Marlowe's got to be there. I mean, I don't want to, yeah. I'm not going to be a jerk, but he's got to be there. That's yeah. all there is to it. And then part of that, like you said, is the inexperience of Dean Marlowe. I mean, the two safeties for the majority of this year have been Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, Jalen Hawkins was out today and Dean Marlowe had to step in. And, you know, guys are going to make mistakes when they don't have the the, the experience. So, Well, it's, and, and here's the thing. Experience mm -hmm. is – I don't like that term. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to pick on you. I don't no, like that yeah. term. Um experience the guy's been in the league for six years i mean he's 30 years old he's played he's yeah. been around but you know when you don't play dylan i guess you can right. use experience this year when you don't play enough or a lot there is a rust factor and right you know you kind of get lost and you're out of position because you know you're just trying to now we can talk all that but he'd play the whole damn game so he did that's true that's a very good point that's a very good point you know yeah. So, uh, experience, I mean, I guess you can use that term. It just, you know, a rust factor, uh, not to try to pick on you for, uh, for saying the wrong thing, but no, yeah. you know, just a frustrating situation altogether. Most definitely. I mean, as a frustrating player, I mean, because either way it goes, you can't let that happen. You're you're a, you're a professional football player. You've been playing football for a long time. You you know, whether NFL or not, I mean, like you said, he's been in the NFL for six years. Either way it goes, even if he was a rookie, you've been playing NFL for, or not NFL, you've been playing football for a while, you understand that kind of situation. Don't let anything get over you. Don't let anybody get past you. So that, that is a good point you make. And one, he's been in the NFL for a minute. And, and two, you know, just you got to know the situation. You got to have a better football IQ and know that you can't let anything get over the top of you when you're the safety and you're supposed to be giving help. So, no, it's a good point by you. So bad play there by Dean Marlowe. But fact of the matter is Falcons are able to bounce back and get the win. So that was a sequence that kind of threw the game in a in a, in a tizzy, and we entered in the twilight zone the night before Halloween. Squid, what were your sequences that helped the Falcons win the game this evening in uh, Squid sequences? If you got a few of those for us, yeah, I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, honestly, it's tough. I, I look, I look down. I look down late in the game, and I'm like, oh, I haven't written anything down. And we were in a break, and I go, okay, well, that was a big play. Uh -huh. This was a play. This, that. Um, so I found a few. Uh, one of the ones I'm going to go to is just one play, but it actually was more than one play. Yeah. Uh, this year we've talked about, and uh, we've kind of paid attention. The Falcons have been really good against the screens. Right. 
they've they've that it might be it might be the one thing you can look at defensively and say what have the Falcons done the best job at? Most definitely. And I would say, well, red zone defense hasn't been good. They haven't been good on third down defense. No. Um, Russian defense is pretty good. Yeah, solid. Solid. Well, what's an extension of the run game? The screen game. Screen game. Short passing game. Screen. So they've Mm -hmm. been really good at that. And Lorenzo Carter, this game is just, it's 10-7 Carolina. They've got a chance to go down, make maybe score points and get the old double dip because they got the ball. They were going to get the ball to start the second half. Right. Well, Michael Walker and Lorenzo Carter get released. Lorenzo knew it was a screen. Yep. So he, so he dropped back and, and, and Michael Walker does a good job of putting his hands up. And so I don't know if that affected the throw. I think it did a little bit. Mm-hmm. He didn't touch it. He didn't tip it. But no. Lorenzo Carter just makes a great play. Gets his hands on it, tips it up a little bit, catches it. Boom, goes to the house, scores a touchdown. Now it's 14-10. Yep. And uh, then the defense came back out and was able to get off – but not get off the field, but hold enough that then P.J. Walker runs at the end of the, end of the first half. Slides down, clock runs out, boom! Now you're now you're in you're at the half, fourteen ten. The game completely changed. Yes. It really woke Atlanta up because right. for the most part, <clears throat> we were just kind of sleepwalking. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Uh, I think what Pitts had the touchdown. Yeah, early mm-hmm. in the um, you know, early in in in, in the first half. But I mean, man, that Lorenzo Carter, um, that really, really woke up uh, the Falcons. It was just for whatever reason, it kickstarted them, and it was awesome. It was a big oh, yeah. play in the game. So my first sequence is Lorenzo Carter in that play because I mean, it just you, you really, you know, we can talk, we can talk about it, but you really. That was a that was one that made a big big difference, and it, it just you know it it was it was a game changer. It really changed the mood of the game. Yeah, I mean, and it's a great it's a great uh, it's a great little you know storyline too. I mean, Lorenzo Carter obviously went to uh, Norcross High School. He from from the state of Georgia went to Georgia. Was a standout at Georgia. Now he's back home and gets a pick six for the Atlanta Falcons. A big pick six for the Atlanta Falcons that, like you said, really changed the landscape of the game and woke the Atlanta Falcons up. So really just a great sequence and a great story all around for Lorenzo Carter. That was a huge, huge play. I want to talk about Mariota got off to a rough start. Oh, yeah. And um, they they were able to get – really get pressure. Um. On the Falcons and on Marcus Mario, they really were able to get in there and boom, boom, and make him move around. And Mm -hmm. Marcus did some plays with his feet, especially late in the game. You know, he – they have pits, and this is basically sequence two. It's it's a couple of plays that were big plays in this game. One of them is pits – they show him pressure, and pits comes in motion, and he gets lost. 
and no oh, one really yeah. found him. And nope. Marcus is pressured immediately, and he steps up, out, around, and finds Kyle over on the far sideline, and he goes all the way into the red zone. And that was a big play for the Falcons. If I'm not mistaken, that ended up uh, – the, they um, – I want to say they scored on that on that drive. Uh, it was late. It was in the fourth quarter. I, I know they scored, but yeah. I, actually, I think they kicked a field goal there. Uh, I think it was a missed opportunity. I think they ended up kicking a field goal there. But it was a play that really it was it was it was it was big because it got you down there, and you were able to to get more points, you know, that was, right. it, that was one of the things this team did a pretty good job of, you know what? Um, yeah, they kicked, they kicked a field goal on that play. There yeah, was that was either the, that, that, that either made it, that was the play that led to the field goal. They either made it 31, 28 or 34, 28. It was one of those two. That made it 21. Uh, that made it 24, 21 Falcons. Twenty-four. Okay, that, gotcha, drive, gotcha. that was in the fourth quarter, and I'm all over the place because I'm I'm re-remembering some of this stuff. Right. So then they go We're reliving. <laughs> they go down the field, uh, and they score, and now it's 28-24, mm-hmm. and same kind of situation. You know, you're kind of in this mindset. Can because there's three oh six left on the game clock, uh, Dylan. Right. And, and you're like, okay, well, what can we do? And they start off, Marcus tries to dial up London, and it was good defense by C.J. Henderson. Um, ball was a little bit – wasn't a great throw by, by Mariota. He kind of missed. So Marcus right. comes back. He hits Algier uh, for a 16-yard gain. And then he hits Drake uh, that ended up being a 17-yard gain. And then we get a false start. You're like, oh, God, here we go, first and 15. Mm-hmm. Well, once again – Marcus makes a play, and he's able to move with his legs, and he finds Demir Bird short. And Demir Bird, he had to me, he he was a Jekyll and Hyde. I thought there was a moments where he didn't fight for balls like he should have, especially right. on the two interceptions. Yep. But I also thought that he, you know, like the play that I'm we're talking about now where he catches it, reroutes himself, comes back across the field, and he's just so quick. He's so fast with the ball. He got some blocks, and he puts it in the end zone. 47 yards. You left too much time on the clock. Yeah, (laughs) that's so true. That was just an amazing, uh, you know, kind of play there. And my third and final sequence is a calamity of errors and one really big play. Yep. It's DJ Moore scores a touchdown, the great play. Walker, yep. we talked about it earlier, and he takes uh-huh. his helmet off. First, you know, it, it's unsportsmanlike. You can't take your helmet off on the nope. field. It's a nope. it's a no-no. Don't whine about the rule. You know the nope. damn rule. Everyone knows the rule. It's been a rule forever, too. Very, it's not it's not some new rule. It's been a rule forever. And players are very Conscious of the rule, like they are very understanding of that rule. It's nothing yeah. new. So that happens. Put the opinion Pinero, excuse me, misses it. Uh the Gator, or the Gator, former Gator kicker, Eddie Pinero, misses the extra point. And obviously the Mario interception, we talked about that earlier. And then uh Pinero misses the, the field goal. Yeah. So you're in overtime. And 
I mean, at this point, I, I, I don't even know what to think. But you get Huntley for five. <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. go through the drive here. Um, then Marcus hits the Lamade. Then now Jer goes a run. Marcus hit Demir Bird. Again, Demir Bird makes mm-hmm. a good play. I thought he should have got – I thought he was closer to the line than he was. But he didn't get the first down. And Marcus then in a read op- or, or basically read option, he pulls the ball from Algier. And nope. he who Houdini's this play have <laughs> no clue how he got through Burns. It was Brian Burns and uh, it might have been Shaq Thompson or I don't know. Derek Brown could have been there. Derek Brown freaking lived in the backfield all day. Yeah, I did. remember we talked about Derek Brown as one of our matchups sure um, on Friday. Mm-hmm. But Derek Brown did what Derek Brown does. And he is he's in there. And uh but all these guys are in, but 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 he gets through Burns and then he cuts back again and gets around. And if he could have gotten a block, if Drake London could have gotten in front of him somehow, and I'm not that you know, it's a tough Drake was trying yeah. to get there, but if he could have hit the accelerator a little bit and gotten in front of Marcus, he might have sprung him and it might have been over right, right, there. right there. Yep. But it wasn't, but it was still a Huge play. I mean, Marcus Mariota, for all the heat this guy takes, and I know he was taking heat today because everyone wants to kill my guy, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you, he had a pretty damn good day. I mean, he yeah. basically accounted for 300 total yards right at it um, yep. with his running, with his rushing, because uh, he rushed for 43 on six, including that 30-yard run we just talked about, and he was 20 of 28 for 250 and then three touchdowns. So. So those are the sequ- three sequences to me that kind of changed the game. I know that there yeah. some of them were dry. It, it, it wasn't all just a couple of plays or one play. No. But I really felt like to go back to Lorenzo Carter's play woke the team up. Yep. At the end of the first half with that pick six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kyle Pitts being involved in making plays with Pitts and Demir Bird. Those two guys making plays with the ball. Or with with their with their yak with their yards after the catch and making them count and then honestly, Marcus in the running game showed up when they needed. The running game has been the key to this Falcons offense all year. And when it when when they needed it at the end, it was there. Most definitely. I mean, they uh, and real quick on Marcus Mariota. I mean, can we like? I feel like we're saying this every week. Can we officially, officially, officially? Stop! Just no, no, calling no, for Desmond no. Ritter. No, we're not. We're not because these fan base and these it's certain stupid. media members in this in this city, every time the guy makes a mistake, they want to see a guy that's never played. I'm telling y'all, and mm. Dylan, I know you're getting to an apologize if I cut you off. But no, it, you're good. You're right though. Like, can we just let the? Not every freaking play is going to be what you want. All right. Not every interception yeah. is his fault. Not everything that goes wrong is his fault. He's doing a lot of things that I don't know. He is a more dynamic player with the ball in his hands than the backup quarterback is. Get over I mean, it. I mean, squid, squid. There was there were tweets on social media. Not even I don't even know if it was five minutes into the game. It may have been five. It's probably less than that. There are tweets five minutes into the game, very very early into the game. People calling for Desmond Ritter already. Like. It's still 0-0. What are we talking about here? Like, why? Did Marcus Mariota get off to a slow start? Yes. Did But he came back and made play. That's the thing about Marcus Mariota. 
He has made plays every time you needed you. We've needed him to make a play. Marcus Mariota, he, while he hasn't been perfect by any stretch of the imagination, Marcus Mariota, in my opinion, he has been clutch. And he has made play after play after play when you needed him to make a play most. And he's a big reason why we are 4-4. Four four. He is. We are not 4-4 four four in spite of Marcus Mariota. Part of the reason we are 4-4 four four is because of Marcus Mariota. So let's just stop hating on the man. I mean, it it, re- it really is getting, like like Boogie Cousins say, said way back when, when uh, he was in Sacramento, it's really getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, I'm just sick of it. I just want to. I want to. I want us to go through the game and right. and 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 be able to watch the game, enjoy the game, call the game, and not every comment be about the quarterback. Yeah, I'm, look, I don't think he's perfect. I, I think he. I think he knows it. But yeah, you know, talking to him after the game, he's got a good mindset. Where yes. look, just gonna, you know, plays that aren't go our way, we push them out, and we continue to move forward. The guy, the guy is, is very, he's very understanding of the situation and the opportunity right. he has, and he's right. he's doing what he can. It's funny how we go from this team sucks, we're going to win two games, um, and it doesn't matter who plays quarterback this year, we're going to draft one, to – Desmond Ritter is the next Matt Ryan of the franchise. <laughs> Two, Marcus Mariota is the reason why you're not a bet. You're not. You haven't won more games. I mean, we just we ch- we moved the goalposts to make to, to make whatever we want see yeah. you know work, and it's dumb. And I'm sick of it. Yeah. I'm over it. And I'm not addressing it anymore. I'm not. I'm not doing it on social media anymore. If I can, I'm not addressing it because I'm sick of it. I'm sick. Of, I'm sick of saying the same thing. You don't know what you know the hell what? you're talking about. I've I've i told one of your one of the one of your hosts, uh-huh. and I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna do this. But he, everything he thinks is oh it's Marcus Mariota. <laughs> he even wants to tweet oh I saw that play. Oh yeah, yeah I'm sure that was because the offensive line. No, it's because your receiver didn't fight for the ball. He went up with one arm. Go up with two arms. I mean, look, not every. <laughs> There are going to be throws that every quarterback makes that your receiver needs to help you out a little bit. Matt Ryan had a lot of it. Julio yep. Jones, Roddy White, uh, Harry, Dutt, all these guys—they all they, mm-hmm. they would uh, they would help Matt at times, and you know because yeah. not every throw is perfect. So right. just tired of talking about it. You're four and freaking four. I almost said something I couldn't have. You almost had to beat bleep me on our own podcast. But <laughs> I'm just tired of it. Let's give out game balls, should we? But yes, it is time to give out game balls. But real quick, before we give out game balls, though, I will let you know. It, it, it you know, we we try to keep it, you know, as PG as possible. But if you know, if you would have slipped, there is a feature when we post a podcast, we can post that is explicit. So you would have been okay. It wouldn't have had to get bleeped. You know, well, we would just I, warn the people that it was an explicit. Got to hold my emotions, because you you know, <laughs> and both of us do on air stuff at times on weekends right. and nights and weekends right. for the radio station, uh, along from our producing duties. And right. so you got to professionally, you can't, you can't, you can't, that, those no, that should never be said. Right. Um, I mean, it's fun if you're in a podcast and that's all good, but, but um, that's not it's a good habit are. to create too. Now you don't want to get into that habit of, you know, letting things like this. Slip. I want, I want Falcons <laughs> fans of all ages to be able to listen to this and, and their exactly. parents should not have to worry about it. So exactly. uh, I almost got there. I didn't because I just get fired up about it. And you, 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 you kind of passionate. Get one of my pressure points. So we're we're passionate. And then last thing before we get to game balls, um, 
you know, you said one of my hosts, you know, was saying something. I think that was one of your hosts, Bo Morgan. <laughs> but we go, well, actually, it was both of our hosts. Both of oh yeah, you know what? You're right. It's it's both of our hosts. You know, because oh. both of our hosts can are very uh you know strongly opinion, which is okay. It makes for good well, radio, but you know, <laughs> I just think it's cheap and lazy and easy to say, oh, the quarterback, it's your fault. Yep. I just I hate the narrative. I, I do think there are times where it's absolutely the quarterback's fault. It's not every time though, and it was, and and and, and that's just how it is. So, yeah. Anyways, right. we should probably move on before we get ourselves in trouble. Exactly. Before we get ourselves in trouble, let's give out some game balls. Bo, I will let you go first. I mean, I think we can mutually agree that, you know, the Peachtree, the Peachtree Football Podcast game ball goes to Young Way Cooper knocking down the game with a field goal. But we got we can give out some personal game balls. But the Peachtree Football Podcast game ball definitely, I think, goes to Young Way Coop. Well, um, I've got a lot of them to give out, so I'm yeah. going to do one, and then I want you to give a couple, and then I'll give right. the rest because I don't want to take any that you might have. But right. honestly, uh, Young Way Koo's a great one, and I'm with you on that. Birthday boy, though, for me, Marcus Mariota yes. gets one because great he, he made a lot of plays with his feet to keep plays alive, to get balls out, which I've been told that the offensive line is way improved, and they're very good, and they're not – and then he's, and it's not true – but once again, he sh- you know he he made some plays with his feet that kept that kept the game alive. So my first game ball uh, on off on offense goes to Marcus Mariota. I feel you, Marcus Mariota definitely deserved the game ball. If you weren't if you weren't going to say it, I was definitely going to say it. But you know, great minds think alike, and I'm sure we will think alike on this next one too. I'm going to go to the defensive side of the football because Lorenzo Carter definitely has to get a game ball too. You said it yourself made a play that really woke the entire team up, not just the defense, made a play when a play needed to be made. I mean, got the pick six, gave us the lead going into halftime and did not let the Carolina Panthers, you know, try to get a double dip. So Lorenzo Carter most definitely deserves a game ball. Just made a, made a huge, huge play today. That really, like you said, changed the landscape of the game. That's funny because I had a Lorenzo Carter. I had a Lorenzo Carter on there um, mm-hmm. for mine as well. Uh, so I love that. So we we are in a hundred percent agreement uh, yeah. on that. You know, the running backs. Yeah, Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier. Um, Huntley had sixteen carries for nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> it's been a long day, man. Is it's that pizza getting day. to you, Bo Morgan? Is that pizza getting to you? No, <laughs> no, man. Pizza? It's just been, uh, you know, uh, it's been a long weekend. It's been a busy weekend. It's been a fun weekend. Uh, yeah. Had a lot of fun. Um, and today topped it off with a victory. Uh, right. So that's been good. But Huntley had 16 carries for 91 yards, and he really felt like a workhorse today. It felt like Arthur, as a play caller, kind of said, you know, that, that guy, he's he's doing it today. Um so Huntley and Algier, though, both. Because Algier had 40 of his own. We talked about Marcus. Um, but 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 those guys, they um <laughs> tell you what, they they just I just love watching them run the ball. And yes. if you're out here talking about oh the Falcons need to go get a Kareem Hunt or something, shut no. your mouth. Hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. Watch your mouth. Because and we still and we still got a Cordero Patterson. Waiting in the wings. Who could who could come back as uh, as early as next week, right, Bo? 
Yeah, and I mean, well, yeah, yeah, he could. And who knows if we ever see Damian Williams again in a Falcons uniform. I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't need to. But with Cordero Patterson coming back, it's going to, you're going to be, now that these two guys have emerged, you're really going to be able to see Cordero Patterson used as a Swiss Army knife a lot like he was last year because you can run them, you can, you can, you can use them in the slot. You can mm-hmm. move him around. So now Cordero Patterson becomes another weapon, and it's completely going to open things up offensively, I think, for this Falcons team. So I want to give it one to my running backs. And, and you know, Cornell Armstrong had a tough day at uh, late because DJ Moore was at times was getting open on him. But Cornell Armstrong is yeah. a guy that was on the street oh, two yeah. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now he's playing – starting for you basically and right. he made some plays and darren hall played his played good as well so i yeah. want to make sure i mention those guys and i hope i didn't steal anything from you but i wanted to mention those oh. guys too because our secondary is all kinds of banged up and yeah. they were better today um obviously uh is a little bit less of a uh of a passing attack that we saw last week lesser quarterback for sure and definitely lesser receivers but I like the progress those guys are making, and to me, what you're doing is is you're kind of creating your own little, you're kind of creating depth now, right? Yeah, right. Because exactly right. these guys are getting a lot of playing time, and now when you get AJ Terrell back, whenever you get Casey Hayward, Darren Hall, Darren Hall looks like a one right now. It's kind of cool to see. So these guys are they're maturing, they're growing up in front of us. And look, I know it's easy to be upset and frustrated. I know you got one more game ball, and I'll finish with this, but we found a way to win. Yep. At the end of the day, that means something. And yes, it means sir. something to those guys because they're building confidence. And that's how you get better. Uh, and so it was cool to get our first win in the NFC South this year and the first loss for Carolina in the NFC South because their only yeah. two wins have been over Tampa and New Orleans. So, oh, kind of cool. Kind of good, yeah. and, and I'm proud of those guys because they're playing their butts off, and and that's what it's about. Yeah, I mean, Darren Hall, You, I'm glad you mentioned Darren Hall because there were times you might have forgot Darren Hall was in the game because his name wasn't being called because he wasn't giving up anything. So Darren Hall stepped up big time today as well. And really, you know, everybody from Darren Hall to D. Alford, I know D. Alford's been a little bit banged up. He did, he did play a little bit in today's game but you know he's been a little bit banged up but he stepped up as well like you said uh armstrong he's he you know he he got picked on just a little bit a rough day towards the end but still he made some very good plays as well the the point is the guys in that secondary who have had to come in and step up with the absence of uh with the absence of Jalen hawkins with that with the absence of aj terrell and casey hayward those guys have stepped up and those guys have made big plays so yes very much shout out to that guy uh to those guys for doing their thing lastly I want to give a game ball, and I know he had, you know, a little bit of a rough game, but he made plays when we we needed him to make plays too, and that's Demir Bird. I think Demir Bird still deserves a game ball. He should have gone after that that interception late um, a little bit more. Should have fought for that ball more for sure, but, I mean, just showing off the speed and kicking that thing into another gear on that 47-yard touchdown run. He had another big catch that almost got us that first down, and that was the play right before Marcus Mariota ran for the first down. But still, Demir Bird was clutch. He made big plays, had some big catches. I think he deserves a game ball as well. So, 
That's going to do it for this edition of Peace Street Football. I agree. I agree yeah. with you, too. I like that. I think that's good. Demir Berg's uh, is growing up, Dylan. Yeah. He's growing up. He's becoming yep. a – and he's a playmaker. Um, and he can, he, he's a big he's a big playmaker. I mean, it's two, yep. two weeks in a row where he's yep. had um, explosive plays for touchdowns. So, Demir Bird, he's becoming more – obviously becoming more uh, comfortable in this offense. He's a guy we got uh, in uh, as a free agent – from the Chicago Bears. So he's getting more comfortable in this offense. Him and Mariota's rapport is getting better. Their chemistry is getting better. So Demir Bird could be a guy that, you know, Marcus Mariota starts to go to more and more. And, I mean, we've seen that happening throughout, you know, these past two weeks. So Demir Bird definitely deserves a game ball. And, really, I mean, it was just a great team win. We we give game balls to everybody <laughs> today because it was just a great team win. And Falcons get the win, 37-34. to 34. In overtime against the Carolina Panthers, at a crazy, uh, very thrilling, very exciting game. But you know, whew, it had it was a roller coaster. It had a, its ups and downs, highs and lows. But at the end of it all, Bo Morgan, the Atlanta Falcons are in first place in the NFC South by themselves at four and four. Got another win at home, first division win of the season. And like you said, it was a good point. Gave the Carolina Panthers their first division loss because they were two and zero coming into this contest so great day for the Atlanta Falcons we get to enjoy the rest of our Sunday night because you know watching the Sunday night game it feels a little bit better when you know your your football team wins so it, it just gives you a little oomph when you watch the Sunday night game it makes you feel a little bit better about makes me want to watch football still I yeah. I, I, I'm not that is lie. exactly I mean, right I don't want to watch that crap we lost right I don't care about I don't care about football the rest of the week we lost like it, it you know, when you lose, it's just like you don't feel like watching the Sunday night game. You don't feel like watching the Monday night game like that. It's just like, man, I don't want to see football until next Sunday. But the Falcons get a win so we can watch the rest of the football in week eight happily with smiles on our faces and knowing the uh, the Falcons are in first place. So great day today for the Atlanta Falcons. Great episode of Peace Street Football. And that's going to do it for this episode. So, again, ladies and gents, make sure you like this episode. Follow the podcast. Download every single episode of Peace Street Football. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. We are going to talk to you guys again on Wednesday as we'll continue to, you know, kind of, you know, look back at this game. And we'll also take our first look next week against our opponent, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. They're going to be bringing in a... Uh, a tough, that's a tough team right there. They got a great quarterback, great running back. Keenan Allen is going to be even more healthy. He played Khalil last Mack. week, had a bye week this week. Khalil Mack on Khalil defense. Mack. Yep. Unfortunately, they lost J.C. Jackson for the season. So, you know, that will help us. But, you know, it, we'll, we'll see. But we'll get, on, we'll get into all that on Wednesday when we take our first look. But for now, one more time, the Atlanta Falcons, 37-34 winners over the Carolina Panthers, first place in the NFC South. And until we talk to you guys next time, oh, 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 peace.